looking back, being raised by a single mom, I would have gravitated towards these rites of passage, even if it was just my mom. I would have thought that that would have been amazing, that she would have taken the time just to recognize each of these. And again, these tokens, it can be a dinner. You can go to McDonald's or you can go to Denny's or, you you know, it doesn't have to be a big. It's just a moment in time where you bring other men in at that time to then speak into their lives. But it can be that simple. And then just to say, I'm proud of you, son, and I love you. And I'm here for you to continue to help guide you into your next step of manhood. That's a powerful message coming from a single mom, in my opinion. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Welcome to the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Lori Apon. And our guest today is a man that has been on before over a year ago. And he is a familiar voice if you've been a part of Perspective Industries at all or any of our events, mother-son events. Chris is a man I highly respect and he helped raise my sons and just has taught them so many things. And so when we were at the mom and man event this past fall, we just ran out of time. There's so much to talk about, especially when we're talking to moms who are raising boys. And so I asked Chris to come back on today to Give us some insight on rites of passage that boys will go through. So, Chris, welcome. So glad you're here. So glad to be here, Lori, and looking forward to the topic today. So for some of these moms, they may not have heard your story, your fatherless journey. So I will link in the show notes that story. But just to bring them into some background on your life, if you'll just briefly tell us how and when you became fatherless. Sure. So when I was four years old is when my mom and dad were divorced and my dad moved about 11 miles away, but didn't really have a lot of contact with him at all after probably age eight or nine. And there was no effort on his part to be involved either uh, going forward as well. So that's kind of a it's more of divorce and a little bit of desertion there. Well, I am deeply sorry for that. And I am sad because I know there's moms listening who are living that right now. Their children are experiencing that. Moms, I just hope that you will be encouraged today because your sons, if they look to God as father, they're going to be okay. They're going to they're going to be um, leaders and godly men and Chris is a prime example of that. And they're going to be able to raise their own children and their own boys. Uh, so don't don't give up. Don't feel like, well, now there's there's no way. And I know, moms, you wonder, can a woman raise a man? I was asking that question. You know, I, I wanted to raise a man, but I didn't want a mama's boy. I didn't want a son who had this entitled mentality, which is, very easy for boys to take that attitude on, especially, I don't know, it's common, of course. And I definitely didn't want a son who was going to join the ranks of these negative statistics that we hear about 
because you didn't have a dad. And Chris, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, uh, we started this, we called it man class. That's how <laughs> desperate I was, moms. I, I, I needed men to teach my boys how to be men. And so I jotted down a list of 30 men that I respected, men that were part of our community of faith, men that just we had come in contact with. It might have been a coach. And so Chris and my son-in-law were a part of just helping us uh, once a month. We had one of these men come in and we would ask them to talk about their career, talk about their walk with the Lord, and then teach these young boys something manly. And so it wasn't just fatherless boys. I know your sons were part of that, Chris. Mm -hmm. And it's a highlight for those years when I was raising my boys. They would come in and talk about strength, inner strength, outer strength, finding a balance because, you know, boys are all about muscle and working out and all that. But what does inner strength look like? And and service. And if you want to know a family that knows how to serve, that is the Tuttle family. It always just brings me to tears. They have served my family for years and they act like it's their favorite thing to do. It's not just my family. This They live to serve. And moms, you want to raise your children to serve as well. And sometimes when we're in grief and we have this loss, we we become the service project. And it's a blessing because we need it. But there comes a time where you're going to want to turn that around and serve others. Uh, They learned about auto maintenance, uh, how to respect women, all these things. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We could do a whole podcast on each one of those lessons that they learned, and maybe we will. But I remember, Chris, back in the day, um, there was a book that Focus on the Family put out called Raising a Modern Day Night. A Father's Role in Guiding His Son to Authentic Manhood. Do you remember that book? Were you familiar with it? Remember that book. What? <laughs> I happen to have a copy it's, of it. I, and it's got uh, turned down pages in it for my own uh, boys yeah. that, uh, that we raised here as well, too. So it is a phenomenal book to read through and understand really the rites of passages that a young man to an, a man that goes through. And we've adopted that and adapted that to our own family as well, that if we have time, we, uh, you know, we'll share about here in the future. I would love that. And, and, you know, I, I had one of my adult sons came to my house a few weeks ago and he was looking at my bookshelf and I have a bookshelf that has shelves of books on raising boys. He says, like, Mom, did you need a little help in raising your sons? And I'm like, son, I was reading everything that came across my path. I just, I wanted to do it well, um, but I knew I also couldn't do it by myself. And really, Chris, back in the day, I was clueless about a rite of passage. I'm a woman. I'm a girl. I, I didn't know anything about it. I started getting introduced to the importance of this when um, my boys went to Windshape Camp out of Chick-fil-A, and it was just a big thing, the different levels of, you know, it was all centered around achieving one level and getting to the next. So that was eye-opening for me. But I, I just would like to hear from you today, what are some of the rites of passage that these boys are going to go through? I know there's some moms right now who may be listening who have sons who've just gone through puberty and they're just at 
on the brink of entering into those teenage years. There may be some moms who have 16, 17-year-olds, and they're thinking, ah, oh, this ship has already sailed. So is it true? Are there really certain rites of passages that boys go through that we need to know about? Uh, there is. And just maybe a little background on my story. So I didn't really get recognized on these rites of passages. But as I look back in my own life, even just being raised by a single mom, I recognize that those rites of passages were there, but they weren't really celebrated. And I remember having a couple of them, like high school graduation is a rite of passage, um, but it wasn't really celebrated as a rite of passage for a young man. And so I think we have to recognize that there are these rites of passages and we need to celebrate them, whether you have a mom and dad in the home or just a single mom. A single Mm -hmm. mom also needs to recognize these different areas of a young man and then teenager and then even an adult man uh, going forward. So we, going forward, took the rites of passages, which there's only four that they recommend or say in the raising of a modern day night. And we've actually extended that. I think we've got seven or eight rites of passages. And so we started with the first rites of passage. And and really that is when maybe pre-puberty, when our boys were getting ready to go through puberty, when their bodies start changing, that testosterone comes in and changes the way they think and act and everything. And so that's when you need to have that discussion of sex, how babies are made and what does that look like? And so what I did was I took each of my boys out and had that conversation. And I said, hey, you get to choose a fun activity and where you want to go to dinner. So I I made that a, a celebration of, hey, this is something that is God ordained, God made, and is uh, for marriage, and talk to them about that, and then celebrated. Hey, this is this is um, something that you need to know uh, about this first step at becoming a man is knowing where this takes place in your life, and that is after marriage, but is something God created. So that was the first thing that I talked to them about, and then the second thing to kind of recognize the rite of passage was when they turned 13, we redecorated their room and said, hey, you're really moving from your adolescence into your teenage years. And so we want to celebrate that by redecorating a room. And so it wasn't, a lot of it wasn't that big. We'd paint the room or put new pictures up and just say, okay, this is your room. We're celebrating that. And so that was another moment that we did that to say, hey, you're growing up. And and we would have conversation to say, all right, there's some additional freedoms that you have during this time for that. And so then after that, when it was 16 years old, when they now have a new freedom of driving, we celebrated that with purity tags is what we called it. And so we we created a dog tag type thing, found a sword in the shape of a cross, and then put their life verse that their parents' life verse, not their own, but what we considered their life verse on the back of that purity tag. And we talked to them about, okay, with all, with this freedom, there's going to be opportunities for you to have more temptations. And so this purity tag is a reminder to remain pure before the Lord. And so 
with that, we then said, okay, you now have these new freedoms, but at the same time, you now have to deploy more of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so we had that, those conversations. Then at the age of 18, during high, after high school graduation, the one thing that was fabulous was that our church would hold a dinner and we would invite men that were influential in their lives to come in and speak into their lives during this celebration. And, and during that time, we gave them a token. Our token was a sword that had three words engraved in it that we were praying for them as they moved out of uh, high school into college or to their next chapter of life. So we, we have um, a son that's in the trades. We have a son that's in the military. And we have a son that's in college. And so each of those is a little bit different. So you just adapt that, what that looks like. And so we, we wrote them a letter, framed that letter, and we gave them this token to remember, hey, these are the three words that mom and dad are praying for you on. So these are probably three areas that you want to focus on now over the next few years. And then <clears throat> from there, what, we did. Four, so, yep. so now we're going to give four more, right? Is that I've got gonna... one, two, three, four. Yes. Okay. So I want to take a break if it's okay right. to just yes. offer a little response to what you're saying. This is awesome. And I love the fact that you grew up fatherless and then that you are leading your family in this really incredible way with these rites of passage. And these were important for your boys, no doubt. And so, moms, I know you might be thinking right off the bat, and we'll do a podcast on this separately. How am I going to talk to my son about sex? And you are. You're going to need to. You're going to need to be the one to do that. But I would also say, just give the basics and then have men in place for the follow-up questions. Your son is not going to be comfortable to have those discussions with you. You might think he is, but most likely there's some things he's just not going to feel comfortable talking to his mom about. So if you can, have a grandfather or uncle or someone that you trust to follow up that conversation, but don't avoid it. And um we can talk more on that, but I love the 13. I remember when your boys were getting their room, kind of a, a teenage room, you know, they were yep. putting away childish things. And so they had all the input into making this room. And you all went to, like you said, it was simple. You know, moms are thinking, I can't even put food on the table. How am I going to redecorate my son's room? And that may not be what you do at age 13. Right. For my children, we had a blessing party and I did a podcast on that and I will share that episode again. Chris is fatherless, but now he's the father. So for those of you listening, don't have that man for some of those things, you might consider the blessing party where again, you're going to need to be intentional about constantly putting mentors in their lives and also kind of you're not the traditional mom and dad family. You're a single mom. So how, how is that going to look? I love age 16. I love the purity tags. I remember that as well. And moms, this may be a great thing that you can implement. Driving is a whole other podcast for sure because of the independence. It's not just being able to maneuver a car. I can tell you that much. Uh, that, that's minor, right? <laughs> It's the freedom that comes. And what I hear you saying, Chris, each level, each rite of passage, they're proving themselves to be trustworthy to go yes. to the next level. Their age is pushing them to the next next level. 
And so you want to keep just guiding them as you're doing to, okay, now you're driving. And so I love that you, that's when you said you're going to be able to make choices on your own. We're going to give you this reminder through the purity tags and the sword. And then the high school graduation was kind of like a blessing mm-hmm. party, right? You said men. Yes. And I know moms, events like that can be very intimidating, extremely. And you might be tempted to just um, want to pull away. And it's all about your perspective. I really believe that. And it's how you're going to communicate in advance. There's going to be a room full of fathers blessing their sons. And this is going to be one of those passages of grief for young men, especially probably one of the first big milestones of grief for young men is that high school graduation. And their dad's not there. They're getting ready to launch out into manhood, start a career. There's no man behind them saying, attaboy, I'm so proud of you. And so moms, find someone. Ask the Lord to show you that there can be a man that comes along and stands in the gap. But if there is not, God is father. And so be bold and courageous, mom. And you are the parent and you can speak that blessing over your son. So I just wanted to give that that side of it for those passages that you're talking about. And let's move on. I want to hear the others. Yeah, just a comment on that. I totally agree. Looking back, being raised by a single mom, I would have gravitated towards these rites of passage, even if it was just my mom. I would have thought that that would have been amazing, that she would have taken the time just to recognize each of these. And again, these tokens, it can be a dinner. You can go to McDonald's or you can go to Denny's or, you you know, it doesn't have to be a big. It's just a moment in time where you bring other men in at that time to then speak into their lives, but it can be that simple. And then just to say, I'm proud of you, son, and I love you. And I'm here for you to continue to help guide you into your next step of manhood. That's a powerful message coming from a single mom, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen some single moms who at the age of 16, they may not do the blessing party or feel like they have men that would step in to physically be there to speak. But one mom asked some men that maybe didn't even have a relationship with her son, but she asked these men to write a letter of when I was 16, this is what I wish I knew. So it's just asking the Holy Spirit to give you that creativity and and following through and doing it. But I hear you saying, Chris, that it really is important to acknowledge these moments. It It's highly important as I was doing this with my own sons. It made me think back and there's that grief in my own heart that I remembered. And it would have been amazing if my mom would have stopped and said, hey, son, at 13 here, we're going to just stop and recognize that you're now a teenager. And then at 16, stopped and made some just a few comments. It would have meant the world to me. So that's why doing it for my own sons was a blessing and important, but I still believe that a single mom can do those as well. And it will be very, it'll be impactful. I bet it was healing for you in many ways. Yeah, it, it was as well to see it it being done with intentionality. Yes. Yeah, I heard one of my sons say to his 
brother, their dads now, he said, let's be the men we didn't have. Let's be the fathers we didn't have. And that's just a great outlook to have, you know, and moms, I know it's so easy because it's what the world's perspective is, is, oh my goodness, they're teenagers. Be careful how you talk about those years. These are the greatest years, actually. They're launching into independence. So they are going to be spreading their their wings. You're going to loosen that leash. Definitely loosen the leash. I say as often, do not be a helicopter mom. So it's, again, your perspective. Yeah. Applaud, cheer your son on, and and let's hear what the next four rites of passages are that we can look forward to. So we also recognize at age 21, so when our boys turn 21, there's now some legal things that they get to do that they didn't get to do before. And so we want them to realize the the gravity of these now things that are opening up to them. And so we also would give a token and talk about really their faith at that point in time, owning their own faith and making sure that they are consistent in the word of God. And we gave tokens of that. Our token was a shield to recognize that God is protecting them and and God is their father as well. Not only their own dad, physical dad, but their heavenly dad, just to remind them of that. So we felt that was important at age 21. And then the next stage is really graduating whatever they're going to be doing in life for their job. And so we've only had one of those yet because our oldest son is looking to become a master electrician this year. So we're going to, once he becomes that, then we're celebrating him. Caleb, our other son, has graduated from Army Aviation School. So we had the celebration there and, and had a dinner and and talked about, you know, what's next for him. And then our youngest son is looking to graduate college here in the next year and three months. And so that will be when his training, you know, job training is really done. And so we will celebrate him during that time. And so we kind of feel that that's kind of the next area of celebration. And then after that is marriage. So when our oldest son was married, we took the token we gave him at his high school graduation with those three words engraved on it. And we flipped that sword over and we engraved his wife's name on there and the date that they were married to say, now you are now responsible for your wife going forward. And this is a big day because you are now, she's leaving and she's cleaving with you and you're doing the same from your family to her. And so we wanted to bring that into a memory, into a a celebration. And we spoke kind of into their lives at the rehearsal dinner. So when you have a son, the rehearsal dinner is kind of the son's parents' opportunity to do what they want. And so we use that for one of the the rites of passage in the celebration. And then the last one that we're going to do, and we haven't been able to do this yet, and we're hoping soon in the future, is when they become fathers. We want to do another ceremony, dinner, celebration, and speak into their lives about now becoming a father and now being responsible not only for a wife, but children would be next. And so while the book only talked about four, we made it our own. And I think that's the message here is that you can make this your own. And if you have missed the first three or the first four, you can continue this in, down their down their lives going forward like like we're doing today. I love it. 
I love it. You have really put some thought into that. And I have seen you live it out too. And again, it's it's paid off. You have some incredible young men for your adult sons and excited to continue to watch them grow and take wives and look forward to that happy day when you get to experience being grandparents. But thank you for this. This is encouraging. Moms, really, you are the parent and God is going to lead you. He's going to shepherd you. You may want to take some time to put some thought into it. Uh, I would encourage that. And what are these rites of passage? What I hear you calling these rites of passage, Chris, are moments of celebration, celebrating the place they are in life and their growth process and celebrating that. And mom, you can certainly do that without a husband and it needs to be done when they don't have a dad and bring some people alongside of you to help with that. And God will show you. So I have one last question, not really related to um, rites of passage, and we're almost out of time. But, you know, on that road to independence, it can get bumpy at times. I don't know what what ages you found to be challenging in raising your boys. But um, what do you suggest when it really gets hard between the mother and son? Maybe you can look back on, I'm sure that didn't happen for you and your single mom, but when when the son feels like, you know, he when he first bursts into independence, the first woman he's going to try to conquer might be his mom. And when there's not a dad in the home, it can get it can get rough. So, what would you suggest to moms? Well, not only just for single moms, but also for dual parent homes as well for mom and dads. Is we had other men that we identified in in their lives, and during those times we would contact them and just say, Hey, our son is needing some additional input in a couple of different areas. Would you be willing to speak to them? And we, we chose men that were already familiar to our sons. And so that was one of the areas that we did personally back then is that we would recommend that, Hey, we'd like for you to I know you're not listening to mom and dad right now, but we'd like to have you hear from somebody that you respect. And would you be willing to do that? And most of the time, the boys would say yes on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's one way. And then the other is that as a single mom, you are the authority in the house, but you also are coming up against a young man that is trying to gain independence because that's what men do when they are growing at the any time after the age of 13, 14 and above. That's when their body is starting to try to break free and become this man, but they're just not quite ready yet. Mm -hmm. And so you have to still take authority, you know, speaking truth and love at the same time and making sure that uh, you are that authority figure in their lives and they still have to show respect to you and making sure that tell them that, Hey, showing respect to a woman is something that is of value to a a maturing man. So point that out as well. And then just continue to bring the men along. I have coaches that I remember my baseball coach, coach black, my high school coach, coach Carter, my college coach in football, Coach Rick Fields, all these men that, you know, poured into me uh, during that time that I was able to uh, connect with. So that is important as well. 
That is so helpful. Well, moms, you have been entrusted with a very big responsibility, but raising children is a big responsibility, even if, like Chris said, there's a mom and a dad. Don't shy away from it. You can do it. God is with you. He cares more about your son and him growing into manhood than you do. And so thank you, Chris. This is really helpful. And we'll put some of the links to um, to this, the book that we mentioned and Chris's story in the show notes. And please take time to give us a review. That is really helpful and really encouraging. It lets other people know that we're here. And let us know some questions that you have so we can answer those. This was one of those questions that came up is what can I expect when I'm raising a young man? So, Chris, would you please take time to close us in prayer now? Pray for these moms. Pray for these boys. You bet. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, just thank you for the uh, the gospel that uh, transforms lives. And that's what we pray for these young men, that they would meet the Lord, they'd be called upon, and that they would surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus. And Lord, that uh, you would also be with the moms, give them great wisdom as they raise these young men. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring the right resources and the right relationships into uh, contact with these single moms and these young men as they're being raised so that, uh, number one, that you can be glorified and that those relationships uh, can grow in, in peace and maturity. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Moms, I look forward to having you back next week. Have a good day.